Twisted Games. Hey guys, this is Amber. And I'm Monica. And welcome to Twisted Games. How was your Christmas? It was fantastic. Um, Sorry, we took a vacation, by the way, guys. (laughs) One of the weeks was planned, um... And then one was not. I was on my deathbed for yeah. a week, so Monica I'm sorry. <laughs> of a mystery illness, apparently, because I tested vid. negative yeah. for vid, but I don't know. It took me out. I was gone. Goodbye. Yeah. So thanks for your patience, guys. But no, Christmas was really yeah. nice. Yeah. It even kind of snowed on Christmas Eve for like all of 30 seconds, granted, but yeah. it was a magical 30 seconds. <laughs> what about you? How was yours? Oh, I was in Texas, so it was warm. <laughs> It was warm. Yeah. On uh, Christmas Eve, I think it hit 90, and then Christmas Day was still in the 80s. The family that I married into are a bunch of Italians, so they do Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yummy. So basically, it's a whole day of eating seafood. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of weird, because I don't usually eat crab legs next to the pool on Christmas Eve. No, that is not something you hear about very often. (laughs) In our our world, at least, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. That's fun, though. Yeah. That's really fun, though. It sounds like a great time. It was a good time. Are you ready? Mm, I mean, I guess. I've been kind of hyping up the story for a couple weeks now. (laughs) Which has me worried that it's going to be something I'm not ready for. I think think you will. For me, it just sounded exciting. So, it's not a cult. The story. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure you're the last one you did wasn't a cult either, right? Uh, no, it was. No, yeah. you did. Oh, you know what? It was the you did one that wasn't besides this one, and it was when Krista had joined mm-hmm. us. That was the only other one. Never yeah. mind. Uh, so let me get my resources out of the way because I always forget to say these. But I looked up BBC articles, The Guardian, Live Science, All American Speakers. Even National Geographic. And you had all the things. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did a lot of research on this <laughs> one. The main person this one is about, his name is Paul Templer. Mm-hmm. And Paul's a pretty cool da- dude. So he lives in Africa. And he's a 27-year-old. And he actually owned a business and took clients on different safaris. One of the safaris that he really loved to do was going down the Zambezi River. Okay. So if you know anything about Africa and what's in the Zambezi River, you might kind of have an idea of where this is going. I don't. (laughs) So Um, I can imagine hippos if I can guess. Yes, hippos for sure. And there's a lot (laughs) of hippos going on in this story. Oh, no. (laughs) Which I just love. They're so cute, (laughs) but they are not cute. Yeah. (laughs) So... I think that's why I was most excited, because hippos are actually my favorite animal. Oh, are they? I didn't yeah. know that about you. But they're, like, so mean. So, that's probably why they're so them. cute on the outside. They are. They're so cute. That's funny. <laughs> so, one of the safaris down the river, uh, they would go near hippo pods, and mm. so they would try to avoid them, and a hippo pod is just a big group of hippos, and there's usually, it's mixed, Males and females, but mm-hmm. there's usually, like, one head honcho. Is that what a group of hippos is called? So there was multiple names. I think there was school, pods. There were some sinister names, and now it's escaping me at the moment. But... Do you know what they call a group of crows? A murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's a murder Dude, of crows. You would know that. I do you know would that. know that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so 
As he was going down, there's kind of a, there's a new hippo pod that he was going past with his tourist groups, mm-hmm. his clients. And there was a bull there, and you can tell he was acting pretty territorial. And one of the things that they show to say, like, hey, back up, is they open their jaw really big, and they do a grunting sound. Yeah, they go, like, ah, ah, ah. I don't know. What's a grunting sound? You better not edit that out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the best hippo impersonator. I think that but if was you can fantastic. Imagine, I think that was fantastic. It sounds much scarier than coming from me. So when they would go down these tours, they were just in canoes and kayaks on there. What? Yeah. yeah. That sounds dangerous as fuck. Yeah. So they were legit, and they paid to do. That? Yeah. People oh, would, my God. Well, it was really beautiful. Oh, I'm they sure go, it like, was. they go near waterfalls and it'd be gorgeous. Um, so a few hippo facts. So hippos can grow between 10 and 16 and a half feet long hmm. on average. <laughs> and then they can be just about five feet or a little bit higher tall. Aww. And I'm five foot, so that's face to face, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On there. Face to face. That's crazy. So uh, the weight of a female is about 3,000 pounds, and a male is about 3,500 pounds. So a couple tons. Wow. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. They spend most of their time submerged in water, but they can't swim. I didn't know that. Yeah, so oh, hippos okay. can't swim. When you see them, they are actually pushing off on the bottom or different objects, but they can move really fast that way through the water. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but they're not actually swimming. I'm never going to look at them the same again. Yeah. Now I know anytime they're down, they're just... Boing, boing. Yeah, they're just bouncing. <laughs> like bunnies in water. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they're mostly herbivores. Uh, 2015, a study was released that shows that they will eat other animals like carcasses Uh, i think that's more of convenience Mm -hmm. more than anything else they're not really hunting Mm -hmm. but if it's available they'll take a bite but usually herbivores uh, they are one of the deadliest large land mammals they kill about 500 people a year and they and they kill more and we're worried about any other animal yeah Hmm. Uh, they can stay underwater they can hold their breath for about five minutes so they can't hold their breath that long underwater Hmm. That's about four minutes and 45 seconds longer than I can. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that's a long time to me. Yeah. Maybe you swim train and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing Michael Phelps could probably do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not for me. Mm-mm. All right. So on one of these tours down the river, they were going near a hippo pod. And then Paul was kind of lookout for this. And then all of a sudden, his canoe was lifted up out of the water. And it just was slow motion, and a hippo was underneath him, and it just tipped him out of the canoe with his clients. That's terrible. So he had two clients in that canoe. It was the bull of that new pod that was on there. So he was trying to get his boundaries all set. So he. So was, this is all going to take place in water, is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. I see why you were excited. Yeah. Like the fear is slowly creeping. Is it and I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm noticing water. where this is going. Got it. So it tipped over the canoe, and you know, Paul's a very experienced guide. He's done tons of training. He, you know, he's very prepared for a lot of these situations. So he yells at them, "Hey, swim to the bank! Swim to the bank!" So one of his clients is swimming towards the bank, and he turns around and he notices one of his clients is actually just kind of frozen in fear, and swimming, you know, kind of in the wrong direction, but just kind of frozen there. And the bull is not too far off. Oh, no. <laughs> so Paul um, kind of took a direction. You know, he ran, swam out there and he grabbed this guy while 
all the hippo is doing all those grunts and large mouths and slacking the water, you know, just being very terrifying. Intimidating. Yeah. He pulled the tourist to the side um, to swim out. That particular bowl was about 15 feet long and about two tons. That so is way too big. He, he was really big. So they survived that attack. Things were looking pretty good. Shortly after that, Paul was like, you know, I kind of do all these adventurous things. There's only so many extra lives I have on hand. I'm going to stop doing these. Smart. Story ends here. We're done no. now. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is your three-minute story. <laughs> That's where we're at. He stopped. His mom was really happy. It was kind of cute because I did see that from mm. him. And he's got a lot of quotes. I was like, mom wasn't a fan of me doing these tours. No. I took her once and she's like, yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. They were all happy. He still lived in that area, though. Mm-hmm. A few months later, uh, he was called upon by the National Park System to actually help with the Pride of Lions. And these Pride of Lions were attacking nearby villagers. So it's kind of rare, though, right? Yeah, from what I've heard about. Yeah, them. so interesting. I think the idea was that either they had to redirect them to where they were supposed to be and away from these villagers, mm-hmm. or or they were actually going to hunt them, you know, oh, to no. some degree. He got called in to kind of help out with it to do that, and they were trying to hunt them earlier in the morning, and then they kind of realized not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So fine, no big deal. Paul ends up going to the pub, and he was like, I'm just going to go watch a cricket game. So he was cool. He was hanging out at the pub. And then uh, a group of friends that he knows walked in, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we're so glad to see you. We had a safari plan down the river. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, the guy, Say no, Paul. <laughs> the guide that we had um, assigned to this, he actually caught malaria. So he's out. Mm. Is there any way you'd be interested uh, it's supposed to be one trip. There's going to be two other experienced guides. There's also, which he knew, which were friends of his, okay. a safety kayaker named Matt, and then six clients. And the whole idea was that they were going to go down the river. It was going to be a beautiful site. They're going to have snacks and mm-hmm. drinks in their canoes and kayaks and just enjoy it. So mm-hmm. Paul agreed. He's mm-hmm. like super adventure man. Paul, listen to your mama. I mean, kind of listen to this dude. Like, this dude's 27 and he's like, owned a business with these safaris, got out of it, went around crocodiles and hippos. They ca- they called him. They picked his name out of the hat to be like, hey, you want to help with these lions? Yeah, like, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> who's that? The animal guy, that uh, crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh. Steve Irwin. Yeah. He's Steve, Steve Irwin, yeah. basically. Yeah, very much so. Like, they're just like, oh, you know who you call? You call Paul. Call That's Paul. who you call. <laughs> that <laughs> should be a t-shirt. <laughs> you got problems? Call Paul. Yeah. He's going to, he'll help you out. Uh, so Paul agreed to do it. And we're going to paddle down the river. Um, it was just another beautiful day in Africa on the river. And he actually was quoted saying that. Just another mm. beautiful day on the river in Africa. So during the journey, they come across that hippo pod. God. Uh, Again. Of course they do. But this time Paul's trying to divert this Mm -hmm. group. It's kind of a large group, you know, Mm -hmm. with them all. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they said there was quite a bit. And, you know, two other guides and the safety kayakers. So I think, what, is that 10 total? Mm -hmm. If my math is correct Mm -hmm. with Paul. Uh, So they were trying to avoid all this, you know, they're on canoes and kayaks. Uh, So they were going down some smaller channels. Okay. So he's trying to divert them, and he's like, okay, guys, you know, go around. Let's not get in their way. And he's going through. He turns back, and he sees his buddy uh, Evan Mm -hmm. in his canoe trailing. 
So he kind of stops and everyone's just sitting there looking around. It's beautiful. You know, it's pretty through the trees and the water and they're hanging out. And then they see the bull. Yeah. (laughs) I can can see it in their face. Rawr. (laughs) So, and there's, and this bull was particularly angry and you can kind of see him off the distance, which is why there was a calf. There was a new baby and a mom there. So super aggressive at this point. So he's waiting and then all of a sudden he sees his buddy get flipped out of the canoe by the bull. Immediately, Paul's like, okay, everyone, get to the shores, paddle, paddle, paddle. He sees his friend, Evan, swimming in the wrong direction towards the mama and the calf. So Paul goes into hyperactive mode, and he starts paddling his way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going as fast as he can, and he can see that there's like a torpedo-looking thing in the water following him. Now, it could be a crocodile or it could be a hippo. I mean, when at in that Africa. point, yeah, you just don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> and so it was kind of crazy. So eventually, the hippo, as he goes to reach for Evan, the hippo knocks him out and he's trying to swim. And then everything goes dark for Paul. Of course it does. Oh, that's because you're in water. So everything goes dark oh, no. for Paul and he's kind of confused because it smells really bad right now. He was eaten by the hippo. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He hungry, hungry hippoed him. The hippo human ate the top half of his body while his legs were still out of the hippo. And he was sitting there and he's like, it smelled like salt, sulfur, and it was really stinky. And he was inside the hippo mouth. That is terrifying. So he's trying to wriggle around and get out of this hippo mouth, right? Uh He got to the point where the hippo was able to open his mouth and he was able to come out and he was still trying to swim towards Evan, try to get him towards the side, you mm-hmm. know, to the bank. The hippo comes up behind him and grabs him from the backside now oh, no. and pulls him down under the water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at this point and 10 feet deep or nightmare. Feel. Yeah. So he's looking up and he can start seeing some blood because the hippo was like gnawing on him sure. yeah. <laughs> at this point. He sees blood, and he's kind of like, huh, I wonder who can hold their breath longer. <laughs> Me or the <laughs> This guy. That's what he's trying to do. Uh, now the shirt says fucking Paul. Like, what? <laughs> he's like, I felt like I was suddenly gone blind and deaf from being inside the hippo and then under the water. He said it was even worse. And then he finally was able to open his eyes and see the green of the outside and, like, the shimmer of the afternoon sun. And then his blood pulling. <laughs> the fucking light coming down from yeah. the heavens trying to grab yeah. him. Like, Paul. So, so, yeah. So then he was able to, the hippo brought him back up and kind of spit him out hmm. at that point. But then would grab him again. And uh, at one point, the hippo tossed him out of the water and caught him back in his thing. It was, like, shaking him. His like four a dog. friends watching yeah. this were probably yeah. freaking out. Yeah. He uh, kind of got away through one of the throw up in the air things. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of moved to the side and his friend Mac came out. And that's got to be really scary for Mac. Mm-hmm. Like, here's this crazy hippo going nuts at this time. Mm-hmm. And so he's swimming towards Paul. That's Paul- a brave man. Yeah. That is a very brave yeah. man. Paul was able to grab the end of the this kayak, and then Mac basically dragged him towards the shore while Paul was holding oh, okay. up. Okay, that was smart. Yeah, 
Paul is like so hyped up on adrenaline and all his training right now that even though he just got mauled by this hippo, he's assessing of what's going on. Like they're down a couple canoes, they're down a couple kayaks. He tried using his gun, the gun got lost in the middle of the battle, you know, like all these things happen. The battle with the hippo, which you almost always lose. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know how you win that one. So he's sitting there, and then his buddy Mac is looking at his wounds and he looks at his back. And he's like, yeah, buddy, I can see your uh, lung coming through your back. <gasps> oh, my God. And he looks at his arm, and it's all mangled. Like, yeah, just tore up, and his legs are all tore up, and he's bleeding. Um, and he's like, the clients all looked at me like I was walking death. Right. Looking at you him. probably okay. look like a zombie. But he was assessing the situation, and he was like, okay, so I need you guys to kind of stay here. They used the wrappers from the snack tray mm-hmm. to help seal in his wounds. Wow. And like his lungs from his back. (laughs) And they were cutting up cloth for like tourniquets and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Weird, right? Yeah. I I mean, it's it's inventive. I I mean, mean, you know, most of those guys, other than the clients, they were all very experienced. They had to have gone through some sort of training for sure. Lots Mm -hmm. of training. So they're trying to figure that out. And Paul is still, for whatever reason, taking charge of the situation. Because he, he's like, I'm the guide, and it's my job to get all these people to safety. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm, I'm bleeding dying. out. <laughs> I will not quit the job. I, I got to figure this out. Paul is who I want on my side. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's asking where Evan is. No one knows where he is. Oh, no, Evan. I forgot about yeah. Evan. He, yeah. No one's sure where Evan is. And Mac was like, buddy, he's gone. He's oh, gone. no. And so... They kind of figured out that he's probably didn't survive or he wasn't sure. So Paul has Max stay with the group and was like, stay on these rocks. Ben and I, we're going to go down the river further and see if we can get some help because they didn't have enough canoes and kayaks to take everyone with them. Yeah. Mac was really uh, brave to go and get Paul from there. But Ben's also incredibly brave because now they have to go further down the river and go past that tacking hippo again. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, go any other way. There's no, other, there's way. no other way. Find it. Create the path. Yeah. I don't know. That's terrifying. So, because he can smell the blood, he knows what he just did. Yeah. He wants to finish the job. I don't. Yeah, he's definitely mad about them being there. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I don't. I don't know if they smell. I don't know. Blood. But don't I'm going to choose to believe they. Yeah, do. they're sharks now. They just <laughs> smell blood and fear and everything else. I feel like yes. To get in that canoe again, or you be on the rocks. I would have never been in the fucking... <laughs> are you kidding me? A kayaking on her? No. Once in a no. lifetime experience. Yeah, yeah, no. Beautiful. I will watch you guys sail down. I'll wave and say, have a great time. We'll pack Bye. the picnic yeah, yeah, yeah. basket and yeah. be like, I'm going to look at everything else around here. I'm not going into that river. She's like, I would never even go yeah. in. I will go kayaking. I will say this. I do go kayaking in our very calm lakes in Colorado. I went up and um, there's this... Uh, lake in Montana Glacier Lake and you can mm-hmm. see all the way through through it for a very long time because um, it's so clean so I did that because I could see through it <laughs> and then I did one where you couldn't see through it but like it was so calm nothing's moving it's like I'm good <laughs> I was good. But this is a big no. I know there's scary shit out there. This is a big no for me. No Zambezi for me. No, dude. No, 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 no. There's no cruises. There's no any of this. Now I have a new fear of being hungry hippoed. I can't believe he was swallowed. I was like, oh my gosh. 
Ben's in the canoe with Paul, and they're trying to go through. So they go past this hippo. The hippo's still mad, still grunting, mouth open, bumping into the canoe. Oh I can't imagine. Gosh. I'm pretty sure I would have pissed myself, like, uh-huh. the whole time. You, you wouldn't know. The water's it. in there anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going down the river, and they actually, which is a miracle, they bumped into a medical emergency team oh. that was practicing. Oh, thank God. Further down. They were practicing emergency drills. So further down the river. So that pretty much saved Paul's life because they were able to get the medical team and him to get some more attention and then also go back for the rest of the the crew. Best training ever for them. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't an easy ride because uh, in order to get from their location to actually a hospital with a surgeon was eight hour drive. Oh, my gosh. And they couldn't sedate him. Because they didn't know what kind of wounds they had, and sedation can hurt you further. Hmm. So there was no pain relief, no sedation. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, yeah, it was pretty much hell. Yeah, that, that sounds part. like hell, dude, because yeah. the adrenaline's worn off. Yeah. At one point, which I thought was really interesting, um, and I don't know if it was in the canoe ride down the river or if it was after he got to the medical team, but at one point during this, and he probably actually doesn't really know either. The timeline's probably a little fuzzy at this point. Sure. Uh, he he said all of a sudden, all the pain and everything calmed down, and there was the sense of clarity. And I don't know if that was me going towards you know the theoretical light or making my... He's like, but I had a choice. I can either give up and have no more pain mm-hmm. or continue to fight. And he's like, I chose to fight. But as soon as I made that choice, all the pain came rushing back. Well, of course, Paul chose to through. fight. Of course. I mean, this dude's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he went through all of this area. So, yeah. So, Paul, eight hours in the hospital, gets to the surgeon. He's kind of in and out, but he can hear all the voices around him. And they've said... Holy cow, look at this guy. They're all you making comments. They're like, he is mangled, probably going to lose multiple limbs. Paul turns to the surgeon and he's like, look, I know you got to do what you got to do, but can we take the minimalistic approach? <laughs> That's oh. what Paul said. <laughs> I love Paul so much. That is awesome. Can you just take as little as possible, please? <laughs> yes. Paul goes under, and then when he wakes up, um, he is missing his left arm. The whole thing. The whole thing. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, but nothing else. That's pretty miraculous. Yeah. So they really did think he was going to lose multiple limbs from all the biting. You know, hippos have those big tusks, and then they have those sharp incisors. Mm-hmm. Well, not really sharp, but those, those incisors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. You know, technically herbivores, but they fight. Mm-hmm. And they actually kill each other by accident, like, all the time. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Terrifying. Because of their teeth. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, they took an arm. He uh, had his legs, though. Evans was found two days later. I was going to ask. I was waiting. I've been waiting to find out. Was he for sure dead? So, yeah, I mean, he had hoped that maybe they would find Evans when they were looking for the medical team. And maybe he was just mangled like Mm -hmm. Paul was. But they found his body a couple days later further down the river. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, and that was a good friend of his. So, that was Mm -hmm. really hard. It took two years of rehab. And then this motherfucker went back out to the this river. <laughs> Paul, I was rooting for you. I was like, you are my man. You are done. You are dead to me. <laughs> I'm just, your mother would be so disappointed. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. They had like, he was able to figure out a, a paddle for his arm that was missing. That would did. work. You know, they helped him with that. He, he not only did he go on the river, but he went on a three month expedition with nine people. 
the expedition actually launched the Make a Difference Foundation. All right. Well, back okay. on Paul's side. <laughs> Which supports disabled and terminally ill kids. That's amazing. So that was pretty cool. He lives in Michigan with his wife and three children. Still does expeditions, does public speaking. Go, I'm a little back shook. To Africa. You did not tell me that he didn't go back out on the same river and stare that hippo down in the no. eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I see Paul doing something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, yeah, that's pretty so. amazing, though. I mean, you got to, we awesome. say it all the time. A lot of these people and a lot of your stories go back as face your fears. Like um, yeah. the one you did with the ship. He went back out on and got yeah. scuba certified. Like, I guess face your fears, you know, do what you got to do. But that's not for me. That's a big no for me. Get it. He does public speaking. He does lots of interviews. He's written things about his experience. I mean, he's he's a really cool dude. I mean, he's a a badass. But then, like, all the other things that he's done is pretty amazing. That's amazing. I mean, like, he did a lot with it, it sounds like, afterwards, which is pretty admirable. So go, Paul. But, I mean, I am not on your side. Stop going out on that water. (laughs) That water is not our friend. I, I think you keep proving that. <laughs> I know. I need to stay away from water so you can get out there once in a while. No, no, no. You just keep reaffirming my fears. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was hyped I about this one now. No, I, I know. I could see why your face was, was gleaming like, oh and God. glittering when you came in. You even texting me like, I got this great story. And I'm like, fuck this story. I already know it's going to be horrible. I mean, thank goodness for his training. Yeah. For sure. It, I mean, it saved him. And, and Ben and Mac and mm-hmm. you know, everyone mm-hmm. there with them. But and those snack wrappers. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. You never know what could end up helping save your and life. First of all, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't know you could go down a safari on a Zambezi River and just like kick it next to the crocodiles and the hippos. That and sounds horrible. Eat snacks. That's and why they don't tell you about he it. He said drinks, and I'm like, I'm guessing that's beer. Yeah. <laughs> They're kicking back. That sounds horrible too. I don't want to be fucked up I've out on the on river. Pontoons. <laughs> like like Michigan. Alcohol and water do not mix ever. You will die. <laughs> that's like a quick way to die. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, oh, yes. okay. Well, before we end this and say goodbye, uh, we want to ensure that you guys know to please subscribe, please leave a review, good or bad, the ugly, the beautiful, just let us know one way or another. Yeah. We appreciate it. Definitely. So much we've so. We've got Twitter, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram. Instagram. Um, if you could like and follow all of that, specifically yeah. the podcast, yeah. that would really help us out. We have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess as always. Trust your gut. And play to win.